Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Monday, August 1st, and this is People Every Day. Hello again, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, back and refreshed from the weekend. I can't believe it is August already. 2022 is just zooming by. We've got another great show for you today with the latest surrounding Shakira's potential jail time and the drama surrounding Neo's cheating scandal. Plus, one of the stars of Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham, joins us to talk about the show and potentially a repeat win at the upcoming Emmys. But first, let's dive into what else is bubbling up from over the weekend. We begin with an update to a story we brought you on our last episode. On Friday, Will Smith released a nearly six-minute video apologizing to Chris Rock for slapping him at the Oscars. Smith apologized to Rock, Rock's family, his own family, fellow nominees, and pretty much everyone in between. The video marked the first time we heard Will Smith speak publicly about the incident, aside from a brief written statement he released shortly after that night. Now, in his apology video, the King Richard actor said, in part, Chris, I apologize to you. My behavior behavior was unacceptable, and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Smith also revealed that he'd reached out and heard that Rock was, quote, not ready to talk and would reach out when he was. But now it appears that that day may never come. Since the slap heard round the world, Chris Rock has made several jokes about the ordeal on stage, but hasn't formally talked or spoken publicly on the issue. Hours after Smith's video was released, Rock took the stage at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. The comedian addressed Smith's apology directly, saying, everybody is trying to be a effing victim. If everybody claims to be a victim, then nobody will hear the real victims, even me getting smacked by Suge Smith. I went to work the next day. I got kids. Now, if you didn't catch it, Rock's reference to Will Smith as Suge Smith was a play on the name of infamous Death Row Records CEO, Suge night. And Rock went on to add, anyone who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. Ouch. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll have more to say about it all one day, or maybe he'll let the wild action on Oscars night speak louder than words. Now, let's discuss some major losses coming out of this weekend. Yesterday, word broke that 11-time NBA champion Bill Russell passed away at the age of 88. According to a statement posted on his official Twitter account Sunday, he, quote, passed away peacefully with his wife, Janine, by his side. Russell is widely considered one of the biggest winners in all of sports. He won two NCAA titles during his college years at the University of San Francisco before beginning his historic career with the Boston Celtics. He won eight Eight of his 11 NBA championships in a row. That's eight consecutive years of being on top, which has never been duplicated in any of the four major U.S. sports leagues. If you think that's impressive, he's also the only player in NBA history to play at least 10 game sevens. And he was a perfect 10-0 in the do-or-die matchups. The basketball legend was also a force off the court and was active in the civil rights movement. Russell boycotted a presentation exhibition game in 1961 after a restaurant in Kentucky refused to seat him and his black teammates. In 1963, when civil rights leader Medgar Evers was assassinated in Jackson, Mississippi, Russell held the city's first integrated 
basketball camps. In 2011, Russell received the Presidential Medal of Freedom from President Obama. During the ceremony, President Obama said that Bill Russell is someone who stood up for the rights and dignity of all men. He will be greatly missed. And in the entertainment world, we also learned of the loss of television pioneer Nichelle Nichols. The actress's breakout came when she was cast as Lieutenant Nyota Uhura on the original Star Trek series. When the show first aired in 1966, Nichols was one of the first Black women to play a major role on primetime television. She is popularly cited as having the first interracial kiss on American television when her character famously locked lips with the white leading man, William Shatner's Captain James T. Kirk. Martin Luther King Jr. once called Nichols's role the first non-stereotypical role portrayed by a Black woman in television history. And Nichols had an impressive career outside of starring in the famous sci-fi series, including being featured in films like Snow Dogs, Are We There Yet?, and appearing in long-running daytime soap opera The Young and the Restless. Following the end of Star Trek, Nichols worked to recruit diverse astronauts to NASA, including women and minorities. Among those who were recruited as a result of the program was Sally Ride, the first female American astronaut. In 1992, she was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and Nichols was 89 years old. She will also be very missed. All right, shifting gears to talk about the growing controversy surrounding Colombian singer Shakira and her alleged tax evasion scandal in Spain. International superstar Shakira has found herself in a boatload of controversy. The Hipstone Lie singer is being accused of tax evasion in Spain, where she and her ex-Spanish soccer star Gerard Piquet have spent time for years with their two kids. If convicted, she could face up to eight years in prison. Let's get to the bottom of this. Joining me now to discuss what we know is People's Music Editorial Assistant, Daniela Avila. Hey, Daniela, welcome to the show. Hi, Janine. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let's get to what's happening right now, because this has been going on for a while, right? What's the newest information we have in this case? So basically last week, we found out that prosecutors in Spain are reportedly seeking an eight-year sentence for Shakira if she is convicted in trial. And this is basically all because she rejected a settlement offer from the prosecutor's office to close the case and opted to go to trial instead. A date for the trial has not been set yet. Shakira is accused of failing to pay taxes from 2012 to 2014. And this is a period in which she claims that she did not live in Spain. And now she is going to go to trial. We actually heard from one of Shakira's reps, right, that she is, quote, confident in her innocence. So what else did the rep say? So the rep said, and I quote, Shakira has always cooperated and abided by the law, demonstrating impeccable conduct as an individual and a taxpayer and faithfully following the counsel of PricewaterhouseCoopers. They also said, unfortunately, the Spanish tax office, which loses one out of every two lawsuits with the taxpayers, continues to violate her rights and pursue yet another baseless case. Shakira is confident that her innocence will be proven by the end of the judicial process. Oh, wow. 50% of their cases they lose. That's Interesting to point out. Well, this all comes at a difficult time in Shakira's personal life as well, right? So last month, she and her longtime boyfriend, Gerard Piquet, one of the main reasons she was in Spain in the first place, they split. And and the exes confirmed their relationship way back in March 2011, and they shared two sons together. So what else do we know about what's going on at home? 
it's so sad. Her two sons are so cute, Sasha and Milan. But, you know, when we did find out in June, the couple said in a joint statement, we regret to confirm that we are separating. We ask for privacy at this moment for the well-being of our children, who are our maximum priority. Thank you in advance for your understanding and respect. And this all kind of came out after Spanish outlet El Periódico reported that the soccer player is back in his house in Barcelona. They were also reporting that he's spending most of his nights out in the clubs while Shakira is elsewhere with the kids. Oh, it is sad to hear that. They were together for so long and fans are looking into some of her music as like clues as to what happened, right? Totally. Yeah. So she came out with a song with Raul Alejandro, probably like a couple weeks before. I can't remember the exact date, but it's called Te Felicito, which means in Spanish, I congratulate you basically. And in the lyrics, she says, and I quote, for completing you, I broke into pieces. They warned me, but I did not pay attention. I realized that yours is false. It was the drop that overflowed the glass. Do not tell me you're sorry. That seems sincere, but I know you well and I know you lie. Ooh. I mean, part of me was hoping that maybe like this was like a a legal move. You ever heard of those couples that like split up so they don't have to like (laughs) deal with, they're still together, but they figure out some sort of financial loophole or like file separately or something. But that sounds like they're really broken up. So Shakira and Gerard were never married. And she said in the past before that one of the reasons why they weren't is because she likes the idea of being a single woman, like a single mom. And so who knows what's going down on that end, you know, when it comes to them as a couple, but they're very much over right now. Well, as always, we will continue to keep you guys updated with more developments coming out of these big stories. Daniela, thank you so much for stopping by and breaking it all down with me. Thank you so much for having me. Guys, the Emmys are just around the corner and we are sitting down with one of last year's big winners, Hannah Waddingham. She took home the award last year for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her portrayal of Rebecca Welton on Ted Lasso. And coming up, we chat with her about defending her Emmys title and what we can expect to see on season three of the beloved series. But first, there's one more major controversy to get to. Over the weekend, the wife of R&B singer Neo took to social media to accuse him of cheating during their eight years of marriage. When we come back, we get into the allegations surrounding Neo being put on blast. Stay with us. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. You guys may remember, and if not, we're here to remind you that a couple weeks ago, Grammy Award-winning R&B star Neo came on the podcast to celebrate his new album, Self-Explanatory. But over the weekend, his now estranged wife gave her own explainer that no one saw coming. Crystal Renee dropped a huge bombshell and accused Neo of cheating. She shared the news in an Instagram post that read in part, eight years, eight years of lies and deception, Eight years of unknowingly sharing my life and my husband with numerous women who sell their bodies to him unprotected. Every last one of them. 
Now, on the surface, they looked like a really happy couple. During my interview with the singer, he opened up about why his new album was so personal to him and how he and Crystal Renee overcame a dark point during their relationship. So to help me unravel the details of this messy marriage debacle is people's Lene Brody. Hey, Lene. Thank you for having me. Here's some of what Neo said on this podcast last month about their relationship. We've learned to genuinely listen to each other. We've learned to slow down in the moment and really figure out whether or not the emotion that we're trying to jump to is the emotion that should be you know, placed in that situation. These are things that require effort every single day. It's not easy. It's very easy to fall back into bad habits. Marriage requires effort every single day, and that's just kind of what that is. And if the person is worth it, then you know, the workload ain't that heavy. So what else did Crystal say in her post? So she said, and I quote, to say I'm heartbroken and disgusted is an understatement, her message continued. To ask me to stay and accept it is absolutely insane. The mentality of a narcissist. I will no longer lie to the public or pretend that this is something it isn't. I choose me. I choose my happiness and health and my respect. I gained three beautiful children out of this, but nothing else but wasted years and heartache. I ask that you all please stop sending me videos and information of him cheating because what he does is no longer my concern. I am not a victim. I'm choosing to stand tall with my head held high. If someone can't love you the way you deserve, then it's up to you to love yourself. With no hate in my heart, I wish him nothing but the best, end quote. Oh my girl. Have we heard any kind of response from him? Well, surprisingly, Neo liked Crystal's post on Instagram, but he did make a post on Twitter that reads, quote, for the sake of our children, my family and I will work through our challenges behind closed doors. Personal matters are not meant to be addressed and dissected in public forums. I simply ask that you please respect me and my family's privacy at this time. Well, many people have come to Crystal's defense, but some people are accusing her of using her relationship for clout. She shared a new post where she's filmed in a car still wearing her wedding ring as Hit Kid and Glorilla's new hot girl summer style anthem FNF Let's Go is heard. So an IG user named So Precious underscore W wrote, She's still wearing the wedding bands, LOL. Clout chasing is one hell of a drug to which Crystal actually fired back to that user saying, and if I do decide to wear those seven carats, I earned it. Wow, like she's just going toe to toe with people who have anything to say. So what are your thoughts here? Do you think some matters should remain behind closed doors? I mean, you know, clearly she's angry. She has every right to be if these accusations are in fact true. She's very hurt. She's probably very upset. And, you know, they have three children together, which obviously you need to put first. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds the next few days, in my humble opinion. Um, You know, are they going to keep it offline? Are they going to keep it online? But still, if Neo is asking for privacy, why did he like her social media posts? We, We bring up a good point, right? And we should state that People has reached out to Neo directly for comment on the allegations and have not heard back as of yet. But goodness, it's wild. Lene, we will keep an eye on it. Thank you so much for being here to discuss it with me. 
If you are a TV watcher, then there is no way that Ted Lasso is not on your watch list. Ted Lasso is the story of an American football coach brought to the UK to coach a soccer team by its spicy owner, Rebecca Welton, just to spite her ex-husband, and is a critical hit and a fan favorite. The show originally came out at a time when we all just needed something heartfelt with stories of optimism, friendship, and even romance. And last year, Ted Lasso dominated the Emmys. And this year, it received 20 nominations, making it the most nominated comedy series for the second consecutive year, you guys. One of those nominees is Hannah Waddingham, who plays the Rebecca Welton, that spicy team owner I mentioned. And Hannah walked away with the Best Supporting Actress statue last year. So I am excited to say that joining me now is Hannah Waddingham herself. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Hello, Lady Janine. <laughs> well, hello to you. I know you recently celebrated a birthday. How is this trip around the sun feeling so far? I feel like I'm in a, a pretty fortuitous, lovely place in my life with a newly eight-year-old little girly five days previous to my birthday. And with a, a job like this surrounded by the most beautiful human beings, how could I not have enjoyed this last trip around the sun? Well, Congratulations also are due for your Emmy nomination, once again, for your role as Rebecca Welton on Ted Lasso. Around what time did the messages start pouring in when that was announced? And and who on the cast had the best zingers in the group chat that morning? (laughs) So my brain was thankfully very much elsewhere. And I see my manager, Nick's name come up on my phone. And I literally just went, hi, darling. And he was literally like, ah! <laughs> people presume that I would presume that that would come my way again. But because it not only came my way in nomination form and then I won it last year, far less of me thought that I would be considered for this year. I thought, yep, they'll think she's got one. So <laughs> out she goes because... I'm also not in season two quite as much as season one. And you say you weren't in the season a lot, but no weddings and a funeral. That episode, I mean, come on. (laughs) I genuinely find it genuinely quite hard to talk about that episode because it wrung me out and it made me push harder to be better. Mm. And I was so wary and intimidated by getting that wrong because Mm. we've never seen Rebecca's dad and there had to be such a believable amount of toxicity between her and someone that the audience have never met. I also had a different thing going on. My own father was rushed into hospital at the beginning of shooting that episode. Wow. And I didn't know if I was ever going to see him again. And on the day that I was having to do that eulogy, I knew that he was having emergency quintuple bypass surgery on his heart. Wow. And so when I am looking into that congregation, there is part me, part Rebecca, trying to survive the day. Oh, Well, let's talk about the show and and how it kind of balances this happily ever after optimism, you know, with those flawed humanizing moments that you guys do so well. We've seen Nate cross over to the dark side. We've seen Ted struggle with happiness. But in your case, we've seen like Rebecca deny herself happiness a lot. So why, in your opinion, won't she just let herself live and love? (laughs) I think an awful lot of it comes from her unspoken grief with her father. She has had a toxic opinion of men all her life 
because she loved her father so much and he never made it right with her. I feel like she is gasping for air in the sunshine, but dipping down under the waves all the time Mm. as a person. And so she went from the toxic relationship of her father to allowing a man to again dominate her in Rupert. So Ted Lasso is on everyone's binge list, but what other shows are you living for these days? Well, a long-term thing I've been obsessive about for the last few years is Succession. Mm, I mean, universally, God, they are all at the top (laughs) of their game. And I'm strangely obsessed with Kieran Culkin, even though he's the the most annoying little shit in it. I just love him. I absolutely love him. And and the way Brian Cox barely has to raise an eyebrow and everyone crumbles. Before I lose you, we know Rebecca's go-to for karaoke night is Let It Go. What is Hannah's go-to for karaoke? I don't really have one. My lot love a bit of karaoke, as in all our all us greyhounds. Mm-hmm. They love it. And we had it recently. And everyone kept shoving this knackered old manky skanky, probably got 12,000 cold viruses down it, microphone in my face. <laughs> Although Juno uh, always makes me sing something with her. Recently, she was like, no, sing Gloria with me. I was like, oh God, all right, Gloria. All right, fans of your work know you played Septa Unella in Game of Thrones and helped stick it to Queen Cersei. If you had to ring the shame bell on one person on the Ted Lasso set, who would it be? Oh my God, you can't ask me that. This is going to be a very boring, boring answer. Mm -hmm. I genuinely have never worked with such a universally delicious group of human beings. Hannah, thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank you, lovely. Great to meet you. All right, you guys. I mentioned at the start of the show that I can't believe it's already August. It's just wild. Summer feels like it just started, but somehow time just keeps zooming by and 2023 will be here before we know it. And speaking of zooming into the future, yesterday, a very famous futuristic TV dad was born. Meet George Jetson. Yes, apparently July 31st, 2022 is the day in which George Jetson was born, which we found super funny because July 31st is my father-in-law Phil's birthday as well. So he had two beloved patriarchs to celebrate in my family yesterday. The Jetsons first aired in 1962, but was set 100 years in the future, so in 2062. During the show's first season, George reveals he's 40 years old. So for all of my non-math friends out there, 2062 minus 40 is 2022. The Jetsons predicted a lot of futuristic inventions that we didn't have back when it aired. Flat screen TVs, robot vacuums, video calls. I mean, we're still waiting on those flying cars, but I digress. George Jetson shares his two children his boy Elroy and daughter Judy with Jane his wife (laughs) now the nostalgia tornado that swirled over the weekend surrounding the birth of the beloved TV cartoon was not without some controversy because of course so in the show George and Jane's daughter Judy is a 16 year old high school student which means George was 24 when she was born 
young dad energy, right? But in the show, Jane is supposed to be 33, which means that she would have been 17 when Judy was born. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're seeing the issue here? Now, there has been some off-color fun happening online where folks have been asking, was Jane some sort of futuristic child bride? And before we go all Handmaid's Tale on the Jetson family, it's important to point out that it is a cartoon from the 1960s, which was a time when many are saying, you know, women might have been more prone to maybe fib about their ages. I mean, even now I have several friends who turned 29 four years in a row. I'm not naming names though. So for the sake of not canceling a perfectly innocent cartoon that did not draw or write itself, I'd like to wish a happy belated birthday to George Jetson. Thank you all for starting your week off with us. I'll see you back here tomorrow for more People Every Day.